Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. In 2011, when the funny and dark play called Hand to God debuted on, at the Ensemble Studio Theater, a three-story walk-up in Hell's Kitchen, we loved it so much we invited the playwright and some of the actors to our show to talk about it. Now Hand to God has made it to Broadway, playing to much larger audiences at the Booth Theater on West 45th Street. It's the story of a Texas teenage boy who's involved in a Christian puppetry ministry, but then discovers that his puppet has ideas of its own, ideas that both liberate him and unleash his dark side. It's difficult to describe, but imagine Freddy Krueger played by Kermit the Frog or The Exorcist meets Avenue Q. It's with great pleasure that I welcome playwright Bob Rob Askins and actor Stephen Boyer, who plays the lovable Jason and his puppet alter ego, the evil Tyrone, back to our show. And uh, we were just talking about Tonys for the visit. How many Tonys have you been nominated for? Uh, our show is nominated for five Tonys. Five Tonys. Yeah. That's so exciting for those of us who climbed the three flights of stairs <laughs> yes. in 2011. Yes, it's all worth the it success. <laughs> but tell the truth. Were you surprised that this play made the transition to Broadway? Steve? Um, you know, I, I mean, of course, yes. I, I mean, when you start out doing it in a 74-seat house uh, for little to no money, um, you, you – I, I could have – I never imagined that we would be doing this show on Broadway. In fact, the last time you were here with Geneva Carr, uh, who uh, is your leading lady, mm-hmm. uh, you were hoping the play would be extended at the Ensemble Studio Theater. Yes, and and that dream came true, and many more <laughs> dreams. <laughs> and Rob, you just received a nice review in today's New York Times for another of your plays, Permission, which uh, opened at the Lucille Lortel Theater. Charles Isherwood begins his review by noting that, quote, the sex farce has all but disappeared from the contemporary stage. <laughs> Was it your intention to help revive the genre? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, sometimes my life feels like a sex farce. Uh, <laughs> apologize. Um, yeah, man, I feel like there's so many... Uh, the theater has, has so many forms that work so well on stage that we've kind of let fall by the wayside. And it's just... It's fun. Like, I want to see people... Running around and slamming doors and talking about things. Well, are you inventing a new genre, the Christian sex farce? I think I might be. I think I might be. Let's describe Hand to God a little. It takes place in Texas. Is it fair to say the Bible Belt? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, good luck describing it. I I have a hard time describing the play. I, I feel like you can talk about its themes. You can talk about the plot and the events that happen and the relationships between the characters. But ultimately, it... It's it feels like a mashup of so many different styles. You know, it's got it. It has everything. Um, well, so your character Jason uh, is suffering from some kind of a trauma aside from being a teenager. And would you describe him as very introverted? Uh, yeah, he's. I mean, that's putting it. Mildly, he's uh, he is uh, painfully shy. Um, it's just him and his mother. He's lost his father recently, and so 
he, Jason and his mother Marjorie are, are dealing with the grief and trying to figure out you know, how to live with just each other and how to go on. And uh, when the play opens, they're not doing a very good job of it. His mother starts a puppet ministry at yes. the church. Uh, that kind of backfires. Uh, <laughs> initially, just he just needs someone to speak out for him and help him express himself? Well, I I don't know. I mean, you know, what happens is his puppet, Tyrone, uh, becomes uh, sentient, becomes uh, possessed by the devil and starts telling Jason. In in a way, he kind of becomes his life coach. Um, (laughs) He starts off the play with a speech to the audience about the origin of the devil and the purpose that the devil serves. Yes, Tyrone does, yeah. He's, uh, He's sort of our... Our narrator in the in a larger sense, and what is, what role does the the devil? What is the purpose of the devil? Robert? According to Tyrone, yeah, well, yeah, well, well you wrote it. Uh, yeah, or did um, Tyrone write it and you just transcribe? I don't know. Uh, the creative process is a mystery, but I feel like sometimes Tyrone was coming through so loudly. I think um, a lot of the times we have structures in our myths, in our religions, in our communities that don't really serve the function they pretend to serve. Like the devil is a psychological pressure valve in in many ways, and so to take that apart. And to maybe look at the more utilitarian ways that the myths help us is the goal. Didn't you grow up in East Texas? I uh, grew up and in, actually participate in a Christian puppet ministry. My mother had a Christian puppet ministry. Yes, you had uh, done some puppetry before then as well. Yeah, in and kindergarten. Then, yeah, uh, well, I uh, it was a therapy puppet because I was held back a year between between kindergarten and first grade, and there was a puppet called Do So the Dolphin that we would have to sing to to get to come out and tell us why we weren't going along with our friends. And that began my hatred of the puppet. Where can I find this puppet? <laughs> I have it at home. I really want it. <laughs> and then when you were doing the Christian puppetry, puppet ministry, uh, was there a puppet Jesus? Uh, there wasn't a puppet Jesus. I mean, that may be one of the real failings of Hand to God is that we don't have puppet <laughs> Jesus on stage doing miracles. I would like to see a... F- uh, like a cage match between <laughs> Tyrone and Puppet Jesus. That'd be great. I think Kermit's as well, close as we get. You have two hands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's for the sequel, that. Sure, right? I got two hands. Why not play three characters at once? <laughs> I mean, that's really the only place to go after doing Jason and Tyrone. It's I, I've got another hand. I've got two feet. Oh, yeah. We'll just put a sock on every appendage, and I'll just I'll, I'll <laughs> do a one-man hand. Yeah, you'll be like a postmodern artist turtle on your back. <laughs> we'll <laughs> do it in your Square. Stephen, had you ever seen or heard of a puppet ministry before you got involved in this? Actually, play? yeah. I uh, I'm I'm from Ohio, and we have we have uh, we have similar things. And um, I because you up... wouldn't find them in the Northeast. Many people here might think of them as kind of sacrilegious. Yeah. Well, people thought that they were. A lot of people think that it's made up, but no, it's very real. It's it's a way to get the uh, you know middle school and high school kids kind of. Uh, uh, involved in telling Bible stories to the kids that are in the the um, you know elementary school uh, nursery school classes. It's also a great place to put all that mega church money. Once yeah. you've bought a gym and a Starbucks, then you can spend ten thousand dollars on a light board for the puppet theater. But I'd imagine this is a tradition that goes back a long time, as far back as medieval times with Punch and Judy. And- well, absolutely. I spent a little while studying puppetry in Prague as well, um, and it's. 
something it's interesting because uh, we don't have an American puppet tradition that is non-filmic because our majority of ours is is Henson that's how we find it so mm-hmm. and it's mind blowing when you see the pictures of Mr. Henson underneath Kermit the Frog you know mm-hmm. and i think taking advantage of that is one of the is one of the things that Handy God does can you get away with doing and saying just about anything as a puppet absolutely yeah. tyrone would be very at home in a david mamet play you know yeah i i feel like he's sort of like uh a Sam Kinison or a Lenny, yeah. Lenny Bruce kind of figure. I mean, people will forgive the puppet anything. He says awful things. Just ter- terrible yeah. things. But, but he people... also gets involved with uh, some sexual activity. Awful things. Yeah, he, he does and says heinous, terrible things in front of people, and people love it. People are going, people go crazy. Whenever the puppet says anything off color or does anything, you know, out of <clears throat> the norm, he people. People just applaud and cheer and go crazy. Now, since you're playing both parts, uh, he, does this get tire- exhausting? <laughs> it is. It is. That's the understatement <laughs> of my year. It's yes. It's uh, it's extremely exhausting. I'm I'm basically my left arm is. I, I have to think of it like a like a total other body, you know, with which to express the wants and desires and tactics of a completely different character, which is Tyrone. And sometimes Jason will be talking to one person on the stage while Tyrone has his attention directed towards a completely different character, is having a totally different conversation. So I have to keep the two tracks of the two characters in my mind simultaneously. And it is, Mm. I, I feel like, after doing Jason and Tyrone in Hand to God, any other role is going to be so much easier. Well, you could play Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. If Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy end up going home and having a discussion over dinner. <laughs> now, well, I, I do have a bit of uh, a bone. But first, I should tell people who my, uh, my guests are. Uh, we are speaking with... Uh, the the playwright responsible for Hand to God and its star. Uh, we are talking about Rob Askins and actor Stephen Boyer. And the last time you were here, uh, Tyrone insisted in coming uh, and being part of the conversation. Um, and uh, this time we were told by the press agent that he didn't want to participate. Well, I think Tyrone is probably nursing a hangover in his dressing room. He uh, tends to... Or hanging over a nurse in his dressing room. <laughs> one or the other. Or both. He, uh, he tends to uh, hit the bottle pretty hard after a show. And, uh, yeah, and the pipe. <laughs> yeah, and so he's probably sleeping it off in his apartment, which is a Tupperware container. <laughs> Robert, uh, I've heard that you kept your day job as a bartender. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, and you've said you can't afford a ticket to your own play? Uh, that was a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> but now with the Tony <laughs> nominations... Maybe you can. Sure, my shoes are made of solid gold. <laughs> uh, do you feel that you've left something behind now? Uh, you, perhaps your outlaw self? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still wearing my guns. <laughs> you are from Texas, although you're from East Texas, which is more like the Deep South. No, I'm from uh, I'm from a small town outside of Houston, oh, uh, Cyprus, you... and then I spent a lot of time in Waco. So, yeah, in fact, aren't you writing a play about? Uh, David Koresh. And, I have a musical uh, called Dave Koresh. A musical? <laughs> Dave Koresh Superstar. 
Um, and that's uh, and then I've also got a lot of because uh, I did a little bit of preaching um, in for the youth group in, at Salem Lutheran in Cyprus in Tomball actually. And um, I got to tell you, man, that's a pretty wild experience when you get up in front of 16-year-olds and say, I speak with the voice of God. And I don't think we have a lot of um, a lot of texts that explore that effectively. So I'm like, I'm interested in sharing that experience with the world. Now, for a play like this, do you think your audience is different from the typical Broadway audience, younger, hipper? I mean, we're not talking about the sound of music here, but uh, maybe the Book of Mormon opened Broadway to at your shows of of this sort where you could talk about religious things? You know, our our audience is definitely uh, younger for Broadway. I've had a lot of people tell me this is the youngest audience they've ever seen in a Broadway show. And it feels Five, like... Five, six years old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it, it feels like we're, we're in a rock concert. I mean, they're raucous. It's amazing. Every night, it is just... It, people go crazy. And... And then, you know, the the play has a lot of surprises, takes a lot of turns. And so to hear them go from this raucous, uproarious laughter to just dead silence during these, during the more intense, serious parts of the play is thrilling. Now, you're in a bigger house. Does yes. that mean you needed a bigger Tyrone? No, actually, uh, the booth is kind of the perfect house because, uh, I mean, Tyrone it's is... It's a rather a, intimate Broadway yeah, house. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it hasn't lost its feel. Uh, that it had when it was off and off off Broadway, it still feels like you are right there in the church basement. I think sometimes what we forget is those big houses are kind of built for the vaudeville. They're built yeah. for big raucous comedies, you know, mm-hmm. like royal family kind of stuff. So in a way, we're acknowledging the tradition of those houses. You make any changes to the script? Yes, I'm even I'm changing it right now in my head. Steve's uh-huh. going to get pages at the end of this interview. Can't wait. The last time you were here, Stephen, you said that you were hoarse after every performance, and yes. now you're in a bigger theater. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, and now we're doing eight shows a week with you know a couple two show days, and it's um, it is it has changed my life in so many ways, including how I spend my time off stage, which is mostly sleeping, eating as many calories as I can, and uh, just trying to not talk for as long as possible. Sensory deprivation chamber was in your contract, right? <laughs> yeah, actually, I've had... Uh, somebody actually recommended that to me. They were no, like, you really? know, you should check out a sensory deprivation tank. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll try anything at this point. <laughs> I put a tarp over my bathtub and that works. <laughs> Did you write this with, uh, with Stephen in mind? Absolutely. I mean... I'm um, not sure that's a compliment, Stephen. Well, I, I think, Rob, you saw me be, you know... Uh, various schizophrenic personalities <laughs> and different readings and other plays and things. Well, I understand that you grew up idolizing Michael J. Fox, and I read that you impersonated him in a stand-up act. I did. I, I, do, I do a lot of impressions. I used to be a stand-up comedian. Uh, I went on the road with another comic and did stand-up. Uh, and that's how I made my living for, for about a year or so. And now, uh, uh, and puppetry, is that something you always did? Uh, no, actually. Um it, when Rob asked me about this play, he's like, "I have this this play. I wondered if you could, if you would like to do a reading of it." And I was like, "Yeah, sure, great." Um, and he said, "You know, you're going to play two characters. And by the way, do you have any <laughs> any experience with puppets?" And I was like, "Well, I did a play a couple years before that that had puppets in it, but other than that, I was I'm not a trained puppeteer. I have no. It was all just kind of 
on the job training. And I think that was really valuable. See, I'm kind yeah. of a leap before we look kind exactly. of guy. Yeah. And I, I think it helped us to find our own vocabulary for yes. Jason and Tyrone. Now, I, did was Tyrone named after the Tyrones of Long Day's Journey? Absolutely. <laughs> I wonder what Eugene O'Neill would think. But I understand Well, he and all. I talk regularly. <laughs> I have a Ouija board. <laughs> I had to say it also inspired by Sam Shepard and True West and, and Horton yeah. Foote. <laughs> you look so confused as you say Horton Foote. That look was everything. You know, it, it's funny you mentioned True West because I, I remember seeing True West, uh, the, uh, one of the revivals with um, Philip Seymour Hoffman and, and John C. Riley, and I had to go back the next night to see them switch and play the other the other part because that's, you know, that's kind of the gimmick of the show is mm-hmm. that they, they exchange roles of the brothers. And... You've mentioned True West, Rob, mm-hmm. yeah. in, in talking about the play. And I feel like this is the closest that I will ever come to doing that kind of thing. But instead of switching the parts of the brothers each night, I'm, you're asking me to play both of them at the same time, yeah. each performance. I thank you both for being on our show. Uh, again, uh, Hand to God is at the Booth Theater at 222 West 45th Street uh, on just on the west side of 45th Street. We were just talking about the Lyceum on the east side of 45th Street. Uh, And my great thanks to Stephen Boyer and Rob Askins for being on our show, and also good luck with permission. Thank you. Thank you.